Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. To find more information about the Preacher Boys podcast and upcoming documentary, visit PreacherBoysDoc.com or connect on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at PreacherBoysDoc. Now, here is your host... Eric Skwarzynski. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Preacher Boys podcast. I'm going to go over quite a few things today, uh, just three major things that happened this week. It's been an eventful week on the front of combating abuse, and I really want to dive into this news. Number one, I want to talk about my interview with Rachel Peach. Then I want to talk about some amazing work that Paris Hilton's doing with uh, Provo in Utah. And then I want to turn to a very large case that finally got resolved in Sandusky, Ohio. There's a lot of good news, some bad news, and we're going to cover it all on this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a huge shout out to Podcorn for sponsoring this episode. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all size can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. Don't worry, you never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure your protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. The Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when we monetize. Explore some sponsorship opportunities today and start monetizing your podcast by signing up at podcorn.com slash podcasters, or just click the link in my show notes and get started right there. All right, guys, let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome to the episode. First, I want to give a huge thank you to everybody who supported the interview I did with Rachel Peach. She is by far one of the best uh, interviews that I've had on the show so far. It was extremely powerful, very authentic, raw, and I can't thank her enough for sharing her story. And I can't thank all of you enough for uh, sharing the episode and, uh, you know, just really pushing that message out there. It needs to be heard by everybody. It is a powerful story um, and it deserves to be heard. So thank you for supporting that. Now, in light of that, I do have some kind of sobering, sad news. So 
in Rachel's story, she talked about, you know, growing up with a sexually abusive youth pastor and he had assaulted uh, three girls proven by the police and uh, was sentenced to prison for just five years, which was barely justice in and of itself. But now, thanks to an order from uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, uh, he's being released early due to COVID. And so he'll be released in January. Um, She found out about this literally a day after he did the episode. Um, So after serving barely uh, two years, uh, Victor Montero is going to walk free. Uh, Rachel's post originally said, I'm asking for some prayer and encouragement. Last night I was informed my abuser's release date has been changed. He's eligible for parole in three months. He raped and molested kids in his youth group for 18 years and will be released in three months after only serving two years. This is not okay. Just a few hours later, she updated and said, thank you everyone for wanting to help with my case. It means a lot knowing I have many people in my corner. I spoke with the district attorney attorney's office today. Unfortunately, a decision was already made. He'll be released in January. So just a very sad um, kind of shocking update, but it shows you um, how so often these cases can just be brushed over. And even outside the church, just culturally, we can have these kind of topics just happen. And it's very, very upsetting. And, uh, you know, my prayers go out to Rachel. And, um, you know, I'm thankful that in light of all this, she's had such an amazing outpouring of love and support to her for sharing her story. Let's keep it up. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, um, it's available on YouTube, Facebook, uh, preacherboys.com slash blog. If you want to read it, um, there's plenty of ways to consume it, but definitely listen to her story and shoot her a message or drop a comment encouraging her. Now, the next I want to dive into is uh, on a more positive note is Paris Hilton. Um, And if you told me when starting a very niche podcast about uh, Preacher Boys and, you know, the IFB movement that I would start talking about troubled teen homes in the troubled teen industry and eventually uh, become a big fan of the work that Paris Hilton's doing, um, I would have laughed. I would have been like, that's crazy. Why would you even think that? But truly, I am impressed with the work that Paris Hilton's doing in this area, the attention she's brought to the troubled teen industry. And, you know, I'm impressed by everyone who's really brought attention to this issue. This seems to be the year that there's been an amazing spotlight uh, put on this. And I can't take any credit for that whatsoever. Um, You know, I'd love to give a shout out to Amanda Householder. Um, You know, her work, especially millions and millions of eyes on this, on Circle of Hope, Circle of Hope eventually shutting down. Um, I think of people who are going to be on the show soon, um, like Hannah uh, Kay, who, um, who has an amazing TikTok channel as well, has brought lots of attention. Um, I think about Sean Markley that's been on my show. There's a lot of great names that have come on and really shared uh, so much that's very useful. Um, And there's plenty more names. Uh, If you go to YouTube, you can actually see a link to a playlist about the troubled teen industry that breaks down um, all the information that you need to hear. Uh, But yeah, it's been a huge spotlight. And Paris's documentary on YouTube has put a massive floodlight on this topic. And she's really been personally reaching out to a lot of survivors and trying to organize a movement to shut these places down. She uh, recently, if you're watching this, I'll put it in the description. Uh, If you are on the podcast, check the show notes, but I'll put a link to the change.org petition that she and her team have put out. Um, I'll read it to you guys. It's really good stuff. And it's at 33,109 signatures as of this exact moment, uh, recording here on September 29th at 4 o'clock p.m. 
Uh, but it says Provo Canyon School in Utah has a horrific legacy of abuse and mistreatment toward the youth they claim to be supporting. It's time to shut the school down to ensure the safety of the children at this school now and prevent future generations of survivors. After years of suffering silently, Paris Hilton opens up in her new YouTube documentary, This is Paris, about the institutional child abuse she suffered as a teenager at Provo Canyon School, or PCS, a notorious residential treatment center in Utah that still operates today. The abuse she suffered, which includes but is not limited to a forceful escort in the middle of the night to the facility, solitary confinement, mandatory prescribed medication, and verbal abuse that led to a lifetime of nightmares, PTSD, trust, trust issues, and more. Provo took away her childhood along with thousands of other survivors as early as nine years old. While the movement is so personal to Paris, it's much bigger than her experience, so we urge you to help us make sure no more children suffer at the hands of the systemically abusive institution and the countless others whose doors are open today. Hundreds of teen treatment programs that operate under the guise of therapeutic boarding schools, behavior modification centers, wilderness programs, and more operate in the United States with no real oversight to protect the children's human rights and safety. Despite policy and advocacy efforts over the past decade, reform has not happened and these facilities continue to profit off youth that deserve adequate and effective support services. In 2007, the Government Accountability Office found thousands of allegations of abuse as well as significant evidence of ineffective management and neglect which played a significant role in the deaths of these facilities. In 2015, it was reported that 82% of these residential facilities were still actively using traumatizing tactics such as seclusion and restraints. In addition, violence and abuse are gravely underreported, and there's a severe lack of national data, which makes it difficult for families to make informed admissions decisions as they get manipulated by the school's deceptive marketing tactics. And don't be fooled, although Provo changed ownership in 2000 and refuses to take responsibility or comment on operations and patient experience prior to that time, Police records and patient testimonies prove that these actions and experiences still persist today. The Salt Lake Tribune reported that there have been 341 investigations into Provo by the Utah Department of Licensing in the last five years, and only 27 of those investigations were substantiated. And yet, PCS nor their owner, Universal Health Services, have been held accountable. The facility stands both as a keystone and major influence in this corrupt industry. And its closure would not only be highly symbolic, but to help shift attitudes about child treatment programs as a whole. Holding the industry accountable for the very existence of a program like PCS would help to create a chain reaction of similar accountability across the country. This documentary is shedding a bright light on the efforts of advocacy organizations that have been working to reform this industry for decades. We are working with these organizations on a comprehensive strategic plan and putting together a task force of leaders in the advocacy, political, psychology, and legal fields. While we don't have all the answers yet, Paris has dedicated herself to working with the other survivors for as long as it takes to raise mass critical awareness, encourage others to share their stories, federally reform these schools to prevent future abuses, and require all such facilities to provide qualified, professional, evidence-based treatment for youth. This is just the beginning. So join us and stand against institutionalized abuse alongside the survivors. With your support, we will address this national crisis as a community and work to enact measurable change to ensure no child experiences physical, mental, and sexual abuse at the hands of these facilities. To survivors and supporters, let's prove that our community is stronger than these treatment centers. Share your stories, letting each other know, hashtag survivor as we together aim at hashtag breaking code silence by uniting with Paris to shut down Provo Canyon School and prevent future generations of survivors. Now, Provo is obviously not an independent Baptist uh, home, but this is a very significant thing. One, this is a lot of attention on the troubled teen industry, and the troubled teen industry as a whole is very corrupt. 
but a lot of it does have its roots in the uh, a lot of it does have its roots in a lot of these IFB schools. Uh, you you can't look at a place like Provo and not see the influences of men like Lester Roloff. And uh, my hope is that it doesn't stop with Provo, that Provo shutting down and the attention on that will be shifted to Agape, will be shifted to places like Circle of Hope, uh, that it will continue Marvelous Grace Girls Academy, all these different places that need to be discussed and dealt with in a meaningful way. Um, so definitely head over to change.org and sign the petition to shut down Provo. I know it's going to mean a lot to the people there. Lastly, a really amazing case and real justice um, happening, which unfortunately I don't get to report on too much on this show. In Sandusky, Ohio, a jury found former Sandusky pastor Richard Mick guilty of rape. I'm going to read through the article that was released by the Sandusky Register. It was written by Brandon Adio. Uh, It says, Mick, 59, formerly of the Lighthouse Baptist Church in Sandusky, Ohio, was convicted on one count of rape and multiple counts of gross sexual imposition, all felonies, on the fifth day of his trial. The rape conviction carries a life sentence because the victim was younger than 10 years old. Mick's case involved three victims, and the jury's verdicts varied from victim to victim. The former, the former pastor was acquitted of charges, two counts of gross sexual imposition re- relating to one victim, found guilty in one count of rape for a second victim, but found not guilty on a second rape charge also involving the second victim. He was convicted on charges, eight counts of gross sexual imposition relating to a third victim. The jury deliberated for a little more than five hours after hearing closing arguments Friday morning. In 2016, Mick was convicted and sentenced to life in prison, but that conviction was overturned on appeal due to ineffective counsel. His second trial last summer ended in a mistrial after the prosecution did not provide a police report to the defense in the pretrial discovery process. Mick's attorney, Chris Mayer, said he intended to appeal the case. He shook the hands of Mick's family and friends as they left the courtroom, saying, quote, sorry, end quote, to each person. Assistant Erie County Prosecutor Paulette Lilly thanked the jury for their service and said she was thankful for the outcome, which came years after Mick's original indictments in 2014 and 2016. And after three trials, I'm hoping this brings closure to the families of the victims, Lilly said. Visiting Judge John Haas revoked Mick's bond and has Sheriff's Deputy take him to custody and transport him to the Erie County Jail until sentencing, which is scheduled for Tuesday morning. So anyway, guys, I just want to break down. These are three massive stories relating to abuse. Um, one showing how broken the legal system is. Um, the second showing how much of a lack of accountability there is on a lot of programs uh, that we're sending these kids to. And the third, when the justice system does work, um, it, it was broken uh, loops and loops and loops and tons of time passing before there was an actual conviction. But it's good to see this guy from Sandusky finally getting life. Um, but anyway, I just want to share those three stories with you. There are three that really popped out to me this week, and I want to share them with you on this solo episode. Um, I'll keep you guys updated as I hear more on cases like these. I'll definitely keep you updated on what happens with Provo. Uh, if there's any updates on Rachel's case, and I'll definitely share if there's anything that comes out of this case out of Ohio. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you do want to support the show, you can always head over to patreon.com slash preacher boys and support the show there. It is a lot of work to keep the show going, uh, a lot of money. Um, the last episode uh, series that I put out um, ended up 
taking, I mean, easily about 15 hours to put together, if not more, um, and ended up costing uh, a couple hundred bucks as well. So, so anyway, so just be sure to continue supporting the show. It allows me to do more to create transcripts for episodes, uh, have help with editing, uh, purchase materials needed for the show, um, and pretty soon be able to fly out to locations and begin filming uh, as COVID continues to open up. Uh, in different places. Uh, I'll be heading out and starting to shoot with the documentary and uh, really excited about that. I already know we're going to be headed pretty soon. uh, So it's very helpful if you guys could continue to support the show. There's been so many that have and have made things possible like Rachel's three episodes. And I can't thank you guys enough. And again, thank you to our sponsor, uh, to Podcorn for sponsoring this specific episode. I really appreciate you guys. Be sure to check out the link in the bio and find out how you can learn more about Podcorn. All right, guys. That's it for now. I'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. Additional information can always be found on PreacherBoysDoc.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.